0: Thank you for listening to the City Lights podcast. You can visit us on Sundays, 10 a.m. at 4100 20th Street in Greeley. We hope you enjoy the message. This is going to be part of our Free Indeed series. I thought maybe we'd have this series wrapped up by now. But then as I was preparing this message, I realized this is so important to be part of our Free Indeed series. A water baptism is important. Um, Plus... So today's going to be part eight. And plus, I, I kind of like sermon series to be even numbers. I don't know why. But just ending on seven or five or what, I don't know. I think sermon series should be even numbers. I kind of have a thing about that. I don't know. Now, listen, this is, this is at, at our house. When I set the thermostat, you know, I always set it on even numbers. Does anyone else do that? Am I the only weirdo up here? Okay. 68, 70. 70, even number. Yeah, 72. Yeah, I always put on even numbers. Okay, yeah, 35. Okay, Divided it. 75 by two is 35. Okay, just making sure that's an even number. But I always set on even numbers, and my wife likes to mess with me. So she'll like put it at 67. You know, 71. She's mean like that, you know. So, anyway, this sermon series is going to be. This is part eight. We're in on the right number here. Okay. Um, before I get into it, I just want to. Uh, reiterate why we ended up in this series in the first place. In the middle of August, we've been doing this series the past couple months, and uh, in the middle of August, um, I was praying about what the Lord wanted us to talk about next, and he dropped this word in my heart, and the word, I wasn't familiar with this word, I didn't know what it meant, but I just um, saw the word Ichabus, I-C-A-B-U-S, and I'm like, what is that? Is that Greek? Is that Hebrew? What is this word? So I look it up, and Um, And there's a major Filipino language, or in the Philippines. It's not Filipino, but there's a language in the Philippines. It's one of the major languages there. And the word ichabes in that language means to free. Or translated in English, it means literally to deliver. And so I'm like, okay, God, you want us to do a series on freedom, what it means to be free, what it means to be free indeed. And that's what we've been focusing on for the last couple weeks, or a couple months, actually. And that's how we got there. And um, to be honest, there's a, I didn't plan on going this direction. I just feel like that was the direction of the Lord for us. And so with that, it's not just doing messages on freedom. I believe there's been a grace for us to break free from any and all forms of bondage, all forms of chains that are holding us back. It's a season. Take advantage of the season, guys, right? When it's Christmas, you want to savor that season, right? You want to... You you know, do the whole thing and, and enjoy that season. Listen, there's a season right now to break free. If there's any chains holding you back in your life, there's a season right now to break free from that. <clears throat> there's um, one of the tribes of Israel in the Bible. Um, dude, those shorts. <laughs> he's he's going to, by the way, this is going to be the, the dunker today. Oh, I have to say this um, before we get too far into the message. If you have never been water baptized and you're not signed up today, you can still get water baptized. I want to encourage you um, to do so. And so, Bree, this is Bree. She's going to be, um, at the end of my message, she's going to be in the foyer. There's a there's a table back there It says baptisms. She will get you. Now, you didn't come planning on this. Obviously, it's snowing. You don't want to leave this place wet. So we have City Lights T-shirt for you. Ben, stand up. Look at that. You can keep. You get one of those. You don't get a pair of those shorts, though. Come on. <laughs> we have another pair of shorts for you, but... Uh, City Lights shirt that you get to keep, and shorts and a towel, so don't worry, you can leave this place dry. Okay, Um, but after service, yeah, in the foyer, if you're not signed up, we'll get you squared away, and we do have people that are ready to be baptized today. So, um, in the Bible, uh, there's a group of one of the tribes of Israel, and uh, it was the tribe of um, Issachar, or the sons of Issachar, and it says of the sons of Issachar, they understood the times that they were in, they understood the season that they were in, and what to do in that season. Okay, We are in a season where God wants to bring freedom, bring grace to our lives, to break free, embrace the season. Okay, Jesus wants us free. Galatians 5 says it is for freedom that Jesus has set us free. Okay, He wants you free. He wants you to be able to run the race that he set before you without being cumbered by sin, shame, guilt, or whatever things are trying to hold you back. So today, I'm going to talk about water baptism, <clears throat> and following the message, we're going to dunk some people. <clears throat> and um, now some of you might be saying, like, okay, I've been water baptized, heard a message on baptism. Why not just do a class for the people who need to get baptized and let that be the end of it? Well, actually, I feel like it's important for us all to hear this message. I'm going to say some things that will bless everyone um, and some things I've never taught on before, um, But the reason why I think it's important for all of us to hear this is because this is how Jesus taught us how to make disciples, okay? Jesus taught us how to make followers through water baptism. This is one of the ways he taught us, okay? Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, this is the verse that's known as the Great Commission. Jesus said this, all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them And teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always, even to the very end of the age. Okay? This is how Jesus taught us to make followers of him. Okay? And I just want to say, and make disciples. Now, whose responsibility is it to make disciples? Thank you. Who said that? You can, it's, yeah, thank you. Thank you. It is, it is all of our responsibility to make, it's not just the pastor's responsibility. I hope if you're a Christian, you're a follower of Jesus, you actually take this responsibility as well. It's my job as well to shine Jesus everywhere I go and make disciples. Well, listen, if water baptism is part of that, I want to make sure you understand this is how we make disciples, okay? When you, if you're discipling people, you're leading people, you're managing people, making disciples and leading them to water a baptism is um, a really good thing. Um, Ephesians 4.11 says, there has been given apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors, evangelists, what do they do? They edify, they build up the saints so that the saints can do the work of the ministry. So we're all called to ministry. Congratulations, okay? You are qualified, all right? So it's my job, it's your job, it's everyone's job. And just to kind of take the pressure off of you a little bit, you know, the, you know it says there in the Great Commission, therefore go, go into all the world. Now listen, some people are called to go into all the world. Some people are called to travel and do, do, um, do music, right? Some of us are called to stay right here and be on mission everywhere we go. And literally, you could translate this, this, where it says here, therefore go, you could literally translate it as, as you go about or as you live your life. So that kind of takes the pressure off. You don't have to necessarily go to China, go to Africa. Some people are called to do that. Maybe you'll go on a mission trip. But I will say, you're called wherever you go. You're with you, right? Right? And wherever you go, you've got you with you. But you should be shining the light and love of Jesus everywhere you go. Amen? Amen. Okay. So, I'm going to talk about water baptism. Why is um, is this important to making disciples? I'm going to talk about water baptism. Okay. Number one, why is water baptism important? Number one is it is foundational. Okay? If you've never been... water baptized, you place your faith and trust in Jesus but have never been water baptized, this is part of God's foundation for you, okay? Now, the moment, the very moment, a person places their faith and trust in Jesus is when that person becomes born again. We had a, we had a couple of people that did that here in this service today. They placed their faith and trust in Jesus. Listen, I don't know if you know this, but the, the moment you made that decision, the moment that you invited Jesus in your life, God came and he washed you of your sins and you're, and you're on your way to heaven, Amen. <clears throat> You're heaven bound. But listen, I want to say if you want to move on to maturity, we need to embrace everything that God has for us. One of the things we need to embrace that God has for us is water baptism, okay? Now, I've talked about this three weeks ago when I talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but the Bible actually teaches that there are three separate. Baptisms, three separate immersions, and here they are. Baptisms. Okay, number one is salvation. That's a type of that's a type of baptism. When you get saved, you are baptized into Christ. You're baptized into the body of Christ. This happens when you believe, right? The second one is water baptism, immersion into water. Okay, and the third one is spirit baptism. There's the immersion into the Holy Spirit. Okay. If you want to go to heaven, you only need the first one. You just need to place your faith and trust in Jesus. Okay, you want to lead people to Jesus? Tell them about a relationship with the Lord. Invite them into your heart. You're heaven bound. But listen, if we want to move on to maturity, we have to embrace everything God has for us and be obedient to God, okay? Um, Let me me build this a little bit, and then uh, we'll move on. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1, it says this. This is Paul. Uh, Well, actually, we don't know it's Paul. We think it's Paul. How many think it's Paul? I think it's, how many think it's someone else? Really? (laughs) It seems Paul-like to me, okay? So, the writer says, Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, or other translations say, maturity. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, faith toward God. Verse 2, the doctrine of baptisms, of the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And we will do this if God permits. Okay, it says here, verse 2, the doctrine of baptisms, it's plural, and it's plural in the Greek uh, as well. Okay, the doctrine of baptisms. But the writer says these are foundational elementary principles. Um, This is not supposed to be an advanced teaching, although there's some cool things we'll that are, that are in here. But the laying on of hands, the impartation of, of spiritual gifts, those are actually not the deep things of, of the faith. They're actually elementary principles. And the writer says, hey, can we move on to the, the good stuff, like the, the deep stuff? I mean, it's all good, but like the deep stuff. He's like, let's move on to this, not laying in the foundation of these elementary principles. Let's move on, he says. Okay, my point is that water baptism is supposed to be foundational in the Christian life. Okay, and by the way, do you want to know what the deep stuff is? Some people are good. okay. He starts uh, chapter. We just read the beginning of chapter six. He says, "Here's the elementary things. If you want to know one of the deep subjects, read the end of chapter five. Don't look at it now. Just like this is homework assignment for you. Okay, the end of chapter five. He so water baptism is two, It is a public declaration of your faith toward God. This is important. It is important to take your faith and make it public. To say to the world, I am a follower of Jesus. Okay, this is a crazy cool verse, but Matthew chapter 10, verses 32 through 33, it says this. Jesus says this. Everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, I will acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But everyone who denies me here on earth, I will deny before the Father in heaven. Now, the context of that verse isn't specifically talking about or exclusively talking about baptism. I think baptism is part of that, though. But what a cool promise. If we make a stand for Jesus in this life and say, my allegiance is with him, he actually, on your behalf, before the Father in heaven, says, that one's with me. I'm acknowledging that one as one of mine. What a cool promise, you guys. When we make a stand for Jesus, he acknowledges us before the Father in heaven. And listen, I'll just say this. If you can't make a stand for Jesus here now, like in this building, like how are you going to do it out there, right? Like we all got our, this is our Sunday best, you know, Ben's got his Sunday best shorts on over there. <laughs> like I know that I'm, I'm probably looking at the best version of you right now because we're here in church, <laughs> right? I know you, I know, I know what it's like when we leave here, we all have stuff going on. How many are here last week? You heard Pastor John Stocker's message? He talked about fish love. You know what my wife said to me this week? She, she, thought, she thought I was being a little selfish, so she said, she called me Kurt Fishlove Chamberlain. <laughs> that hurt my heart, you guys. This is a little insight into what's happening in the Chamberlain home. <clears throat> but listen, we all have stuff, right? And, we, and this, is our, this is Sunday. If we, can't, if we can't stand for Jesus here and now. How are we going to do it out in the world, okay? So it's important to make that stand for Jesus. All right. Now, let me give you an illustration of this. Uh, Most weddings are public, okay? Most weddings are public. Why? Because there's something about a declaration that's saying, I'm joining myself to this person. In fact, I think it's good to even have the old flames in the room so that they see publicly, I'm no longer with you. I'm with this person, Right? We should be unashamed about the person that we're joining ourselves to. And we should also be unashamed. I've, I do a lot of weddings, but and there's I have different sets of vows I use and stuff. But this is one of the vows that we put in, in a wedding ceremony. It says this. Um, Will you have this woman to be your wife, to live together in holy marriage, and all others to be faithful to her as long as you both shall live? And then the person says, I do. Forsaking all others. That's actually an important piece. When... When you're getting water baptized, you're not only saying my allegiance is to Jesus, you're also saying my allegiance is to no one else, is to no other gods before me, okay? You're saying in the waters of baptism, he is mine, I am his, and there is no one else. There is no other, okay? That's an important piece. So, baptism is foundational. Baptism is a a public declaration of our allegiance to Jesus Number three point I want to make is water baptism is also supernatural. Okay, it's not just a public declaration of your faith, there's also something supernatural that happens in the waters of baptism. Okay, now to illustrate this, <clears throat> um, I need to talk about something that's a little uncomfortable literally. And that is circumcision. Welcome to church. Something that God commanded the Jewish people to do way back when as a sign that they were part of God's family. As a sign they were um, in the covenant. Okay. So in the Old Testament, and actually today, Jewish uh, men, they believe that faith, they have faith. But as a sign that they participate in the covenant, they are to be circumcised. OK, it would be inconceivable for a, a Jewish man to say, um, I'm a dedicated follower of Yahweh and to not be circumcised. OK, because it is the outward sign of an inward reality that's happening in their heart. OK, and um, now in, in the Old Testament and, and uh, with women, um, interestingly enough, um, they, of course, have faith. But they participate in the covenant by either living in the home of a father who was circumcised or by being married to a man who was circumcised. Okay? Now, let's pull that forward. What about the new covenant? Well, in the new covenant, we know Paul says this that there is neither Jew nor Gentile. He says circumcision is not the deciding factor, it doesn't matter anymore. Okay? Under Christ, check this out in the new covenant, both men and women, we believe that's how we're in but we participate in the covenant by being water baptized, okay? Water baptism is the outward sign of the inward reality. It is that declaration. Um, An example I like to give is like a wedding ring. The fact that I'm wearing a wedding ring doesn't make me married. I'm wearing a wedding ring as the public declaration. It's the outward sign of the covenant I've made in my heart between myself and between myself, between my wife and and God, okay? So, um, baptism says to the world, and it says to Satan, I'm taken. Step off, I'm taken. This, this ring should say to all the ladies, this one's taken. The ring I put on my wife, the bigger the diamond, the better, because it's, it declares, get, boys, get away. This one is taken, right? Okay, so it's the outward sign of the inward reality. Having said that, it's not only an outward sign. There's also something supernatural that takes place. Okay, Colossians chapter 2 Verses 11, by a physical procedure, Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, cutting away your sinful nature. Okay, where did that happen? Verse twelve: For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with him you were raised to a new life because you trusted in the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. Okay, so in baptism, there's supposed to be a cutting away of the old nature. Okay. And it's not done by the person dunking you. It's actually done by Jesus himself. So there's, there's hands that no one can see. that are actually performing that, cutting away of the old nature, the old flesh. So there's a supernatural work that takes place in baptism. There's a lot more I could preach on this, but I'm going to, for the sake of getting some people dunked, <clears throat> I'm going to uh, um, kind of jump to the end here. But according to Colossians 2 and Hebrews 10... The Bible, um, they teach us, um, those those verses teach us that many, um, the things in the Old Testament were a shadow and a type of what we now have in Christ today. Does that make sense? Um, There's types and shadows of Jesus in the Old Testament. And what's awesome about that is we can take some of those stories, pull them forward, and learn revelation about Jesus to help us with our relationship with Jesus today. Okay, so I want to highlight one of those stories real quickly. And then, we'll, and then we'll close. <clears throat> Israel crossed the Jordan River into the promised land. Okay. Um, let, me, let me read this um, real quickly and we'll talk about it. Joshua chapter 3 uh, verses 14 through 17. It says this. So the people left their camp to cross the Jordan. And the priests were, uh, who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. It was the harvest season, and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the ark touched the water at the river's edge, the water at that point began backing up a great distance to a town called Adam. We're going to come back to that in a second. Which is near Okay, And the water below that point flowed down to the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. Then all the people crossed over near the town of Jericho. Verse 17. Meanwhile, the priests who were carrying the Ark of the uh, Lord's Covenant stood on dry ground in the middle of the riverbed while the people passed by. They waited there until the whole nation of Israel had crossed the Jordan on dry ground. Okay, this is a type and a shadow of water baptism for us. Um, I have a couple pictures. Go ahead and put up the first one. Okay, this is the, the mighty Jordan. The mighty Raging Jordan River. How many have ever been to Israel before? <clears throat> um, I think this is closer to the Dead Sea than it is to the Sea of Galilee. If, I've done baptisms in both places. I've done baptisms up near Galilee. And the water's a little cleaner up there. It's kind of nice. And then down by the Dead Sea, the water's like muddy. <laughs> and this is, this is kind of getting close to the Dead Sea, I think. Um, so this is what the, the mighty Jordan looks like kind of on a normal day. Okay, now go to the next picture. This is what the Jordan looks like, and from time to time during flood stage, it can actually be like this. The Bible says that when the children of Israel were crossing over into the Promised Land, this is what the water was like. Okay, so kind of a cool setup for a miracle, right? And so, here's the application today. Crossing of the Jordan symbolizes water baptism. The, The children of Israel crossed the Jordan River, into the promised land. And for the Christian, we go through the waters of baptism into the promises that God has for us. Okay, there's an opening and a revelation and an unlocking of the promises of God, your promised land, when you go through, you're obedient to Jesus and you go through the waters of baptism. Okay, there's a few things I want you to notice about this verse, about these verses. Go ahead and put up that last picture we have. Okay, so this is kind of a, Illustration of the Jordan River Valley starting from the Sea of Galilee flowing down into um, the Dead Sea. So this would be looking, we'd be looking north um, from this vantage point. The location where um, they crossed, the Bible says was opposite of Jericho. I don't know if you know this. This is the same place, opposite of Jericho, where John the Baptist baptized people, and where Jesus himself was baptized. So literally, where Jesus was baptized, was where the children of Israel crossed over into the Promised Land. I'm going to take a drink real quick. Another thing that's interesting, you can leave that picture up for a second. Another thing that's interesting is that when they crossed over to the Promised Land, one of the first things God commanded them to do was to circumcise all the men. Again, it's a type and shadow of water baptism, because in the wilderness... None of that generation had been circumcised yet, so they crossed the river. And at that point, God says, "Now circumcise everyone." Okay, it's a type and a shadow of water baptism. Now this is cool. The third thing I want you to see is that the waters rolled back, actually upstream about 25 miles to a town called Adam. Okay, so they cross. You see where they? Can you all see that where they crossed? If you go upstream to a town called Adam, that's how far the waters receded uphill, okay? About 25 miles. Okay, so why is that important? Why not, a, why not another town? Why not all the way to the Sea of Galilee? Why did, it, why did it roll uphill to a town called Adam? And here's why. As you all know, Adam was the first man to ever live. And because Adam sinned, what rolled downhill to all of us, we were all the recipients Of the fall of when Adam fell, every man, every human being after that fell. What what he did flowed downhill through the generations and affects us here today. Okay, and this is the declaration for us today. There is a revelation that what Jesus did on the cross rolled back the um, the scourge of sin, shame, guilt, condemnation, all the way back to Adam. Okay. And what Jesus did on the cross, he did once and for all. He died for the sins of mankind. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus was once and for all. And the sin of all of humanity was placed, what he did on on the cross. Okay. Sorry. Got some things in my throat here. His blood covers every sin of humanity all the way back to the time of Adam. When you get water baptized today... You don't, you've already been washed in the blood if your faith is entrusted in the Lord Jesus. But there is a special revelation that declares over you today. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. This is my daughter in whom I'm well pleased. That's what the father spoke over Jesus when Jesus was baptized. Listen, that wasn't just for Jesus. That was for all who would be baptized after him. Okay, the, the revelation that my sin, shame, condemnation, guilt has been cle- completely taken back all the way to Adam There's a revelation of that for you here today. So, I want you guys to receive that, okay? The Bible says that those of us who place our faith and trust in Jesus are justified. And it is just as if I had never sinned. Just as if the scourge of sin, shame, and condemnation had never flowed downhill from the town called Adam. Amen? All right. Let's... Let's have the worship team come on back up, choir, <clears throat> and we're going we're gonna to baptize some folk. Okay, if you want to be baptized today, make this public declaration of your faith. It's important that it's public, okay? There's some supernatural things I just talked about that happen in the waters of baptism, and there's a revelation that you are a son and you are a daughter of God. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. This is a daughter in whom I'm well pleased. Okay. If you want to get water baptized today, there's Bree back here. Wave at everyone. You can still, um, if you're not signed up, we've got, we've got your T-shirt. We've got your shorts. We've got your towel. <laughs> What's that? But hurry. Okay. All right. So for those who are already signed up uh, to be water baptized, I want to um, have you come forward. And we're just going like, to interview you real quick, ask you why you want to be water baptized today. So why don't you guys come out and forward, and we'll do this. Thanks again for tuning into the City Lights podcast. We appreciate your support, and we'd love to fellowship with you. You can visit us on Sundays, 10 a.m. at 4100 20th Street in Greeley. Be sure to check out our website at citylights.church, where you can submit prayer requests, receive info on special events, and find our social media links. We're glad you could join us, and we hope you have a blessed week.